0: Okay. okay, shalom aleichem, everybody. <coughs> Chodesh tov. Adar Hashem. Unfortunately, we're going through a bit of tough times in uh, in Eretz Israel with everything that's going on. Bezrat Hashem. Uh, Chodesh Adar should continue just to be with uh, simcha. Um, so today's year, oh, we're nice. going to focus on a few of the halachot, pre Purim and actual on Purim. So pre-Purim, we have two mitzvot, well, we have two halachot, the one is Ta'anit Ester, and the other is the famous Zechel Machatzita Shekel. And then Bezrat Hashem will also focus on the four mitzvot of the day on Purim. So let's jump into the Tanit Esther. What's interesting, is regarding all the fasts that we have in the Jewish calendar, whether it's Tisha B'Av, whether it's Yom Kippur, obviously that's already from the Torah, but all the other fasts are at least mentioned by the Navim. They mentioned Asar uh, <clears> etc. <throat> um, What The only fast that actually isn't mentioned at all, at least explicitly, is Tani Tzatzekah. And therefore... The question is, where is the Makar for for such a fast? And the Rosh quotes Rabbeinu Tam, says the Rosh, Pireish Rabbeinu Tam, because uh, it is mentioned in the Megillah of uh, the Zman Kila Lakolhi, that the 13th, i.e. the day before Purim, was a day of gathering where everyone would gather for the fast of Esther and everyone comes to pray because the Jews in the times of Esther mm-hmm. although they had kind of the uh, got permission to fight and they got support from the army of Achashverosh. the original decree that the people could attack the jews hadn't been rescinded and therefore it was going to be a war uh, the the odds were now in their favor as opposed to beforehand but still they need to dub it and based on this he says this is perhaps the source of This seems to be the only support or source in the scriptures that we have for Megillat Taanit Esther. Nevertheless, it's brought down in Halacha that this is a, a communal fast. That everyone fasts on the 13th of Adar, and if Purim falls on a Sunday, meaning that if Purim were to fall on a Sunday, so that would mean that Yud or would be on a Shabbat. In such a case, we don't push the fast to Erev Shabbat. We know that there's a big problem fasting on Erev Shabbat. There's only one exception to the rule, which is Asar Veit, which we won't discuss now. So therefore, we push it back all the way to Yom Chamishi. Says the Ramah, the Enochova. However, since this is not mentioned explicitly in scripture, it's not an obs- it's, a, it's not a complete obligation. What does it mean? That it's not a complete obligation. does it mean that you know anyone who decides doesn't need to fast. No. What the Ramah means is lachain, therefore. In a time of need. He explains, what does that mean? A, person, a woman who's pregnant, or a, person who is, a, a woman who is uh, feeding a child, or a person who's ill, not a deathly illness. Even a person who's got uh, sore eyes. If they, they're having trouble, they're feeling sick, they don't need to fast, and not only do they not need to fast, they don't need to catch the fast up. But other people that are healthy, that there's no reason not to, they have to fast and not separate themselves from that tzibur. Says the mission of right? Why is this fast come about? We saw that the Jews in the time of, of, of Queen Esther also had to daven for their lives. Um, and then he adds something else. The Nikra So if it's all the Jews is davening, why does it mention, why is it called Tanit Esther? So in order for us to remember that Hashem uh, answers anyone in their troubled times, as, it doesn't say it explicitly, but as Queen Esther was answered, there's a famous midrash that Queen Esther, just before she entered the Chamber of Akashvirosh, she does a plea, a heart-wrenching plea. It's a midrash, uh, uh, Rabbah on Megillat Esther, uh, where she describes herself as being an orphan, going from one window to another window, going from one, like begging on doors, and she's asking Akashvirosh to have mercy upon her. And that tefillah was the the, the source of the Jews beginning to be redeemed. Uh, based on that, we we remind ourselves that anyone in a time of of Sarah uh, Hashem listens to their tefillah. Okay, not necessarily our all tefillot answered, but they are all or they all heard. Not necessarily do we get the answer we want all the time. The second halacha which is usually bundled together with this whole kurim extravaganza, is we just read Parsha Chuma. We're about to read Parsha Tzave. We're all in the midst of the Pinyan Hamishka, the building of the Mishka. And how does that relate to Purim? And how does that relate to the Machatzit Hashekel? So we know that Machatzit Shekel was brought. We lo- we read it uh, last week. Why was it brought? In order to build the uh, Beit HaMikdash and uh, the Hadzid HaShech was basically used to build the beams, the infrastructure for the Mishkan. Why well, is it connected to Purim? The Midrash tells us that Haman basically said to Akashverosh, I'm going to give you 10,000 coins, and for those 10,000 coins, let me destroy the Jewish people. And the Midrash, the Gemara tells us that Akosh Baruchu kind of is Makdim, la Maka, because of the Schutz of the Jewish people giving the Machatzita Shekel that overcame the 10,000 coins that uh, Haman Harasha wanted to give a Veirosh in order to annihilate us. So, because of that, it is connected to Purim, and that's why we do it just before Purim. Says the Ramah. Or high taf have to give half a of the the common currency. So in Israel it's a shekel, so it would be half a shekel. In America it's a dollar, it would be half a dollar and this is a zecher which was given in Adar, the Torah tells us that the, the 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 Kohanim would send out the Shlichim already in Adar to go and collect the, the money <coughs> for the new year. Um, we know in Parashat the word Shuma is written three times. You have to give three half in Israel, so three half shekels according to the Ramah. According to the Ramah, you should do it. Just before Mincha. that's when you give it. According to the Ramah, the chiyuv, again, is in Israel, one and a half shekels. In America, one and a half dollars. And it's only for a person from the age of 20 and above. From the age of 20 and above, that was the time, those were the people that Lich Ora were also the people who had to go out and uh, were counted. And because they were also going out to war. There's <laughs> the Mishra zeh Zeoladat Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Ovadiam, Nibar Tanura. About Yom of Katar, but the Toswat Yomt of argues Shaposkim Hokim, the spirit of Hood, the Gimel, the Mala, Shabichlaish. As soon as the person is born Mitzah, is already higher. But your and the third opinion writes, the Hose Rakmi Dina Hagulita Haguli Taina Filabe Ad Banam is that even a 13-year-old has to give, but the Minag is even to give for one's children below Bar Mitzvah. And then he says further, and a woman who is pregnant, she also has to give. Um, uh, uh, has to give for the infant, for the fetus, and <clears throat> once a father starts giving, so he shouldn't uh, stock. Okay, so you give on behalf of all of your uh, children. Um, now, how much do you have to give? So we said, according to the, the Ramah, you have to give one and a half shekels per person. you got a few children, okay, so uh, one and a half times five, six, seven, whatever it is. According to the middle of the and you only give a half a coin, not three times, half a coin. That was a shekel. Much- and then you have the pinion of the Chazon of Vadia and others, that you don't give half a coin of the local currency, but you give the equivalent of the Machatita shekel, meaning the silver equivalent of their term, which would be 9.6 grams of silver, right? So this was written a few years ago. In 2017, there was approximately 20 shekels. I don't know if the price of silver has gone up or down. Imagine it's gone up maybe 20, 25 shekels per person. That is according to the Sveidita. That's that's what one should do. Okay. Now that we've covered Esther and Zechel Machatita Shekel, let's jump into Purim itself. On Purim, we have famously four major mitzvot that are unique around things, but there are four major mitzvot that are unique to Purim. And that is, number one, Kriyata Megillah, reading of the Megillah, Mishloach Manot, giving presents to friends, Matanot Levionim, giving presents to poor people, and the Suda, and having a festive meal um, and everything that is entailed in that festive meal. So let's go through these four separate mitzvot, and see the basic halachot of each of the mitzvot. Regarding the uh, Kriyat megillah. so the question is, how many times do I have to read and who is obligated to read or hear the Megillah? Says the Goraid Megillah Dafdalet, Amar Rebi Amar Ula Bira. Chayav Adam likrot Person has to read the Megillah both at night and repeat it during the day. Why? <laughs> right? So um sounds to be uh, a D1. And then it says right? And then it says you want to be quiet. So there seems to be a repetition, and this whole capital uh, to Rashid seems to imply that it's all referring to the story of Esther and therefore that is the Makar. This is brought down <coughs> reading the Shulchan Aruch, in Tafresh Tei Zayn. Chaya v'adam l'ikrotzit ha-migilad v'layla v'lachzo v'lishnudadza v'yom. Now, when is the term for Layla? Shall Laila zman ha-kola The term at Nat is the entire night. Nat. V'shel yom zman ha-kola and during the day, it's the entire day. And if he read it from the time of Alot HaShachar, his Yotze, meaning that uh, during the day really starts from Alot shachar Mi Why do we read it from the Yitzhak So there, Rashi, on this place, in the Gemara and Megillah explains, it's a famous Megillah, explains that because Alot HaShachar is very difficult for people to work out exactly when it is. And therefore, the sages were concerned that if we tell people that they can read from Alot HaShachar, they might get it wrong because Alot HaShachar is still dark. And people might actually be reading it a few minutes before Alot HaShachar and not be Yatzeh. So because of that, they didn't say L'Chadchila one should read at Neitzah Chama, because at Neitzah Chama, that's when everyone, it's clear that they uh, can be yotze. Okay. And they won't make a mistake. What brachot should be... Uh, recited before the Megillah so he went in front of Rabashi and he recited three separate brachot what are they? the acronym called Manach what is this acronym? explains Rashi Al Mikra Megillah the first brach is Al Mikra Megillah Second bracha is And third bracha is Now the question is, okay, those are three brachot. So we say we, we read the Megillah twice, both in the night and during the day. So does this mean that we should read that we should recite three brachot both in the night and in the day? This is a machloket between the rambam and the Rif on the one hand, and Tosvot and the rosh on the other. The rambam and the Rif hold that the bracha of Yanu is only recited during the evening. Whereas Tosvot and the Rosh, hold that it's recited both in the evening and during the day. How do we paskan, Alach Explains the Shulchan Aruch. three brachot. But the Shulchan Aruch, not very surprising. Sides with the opinion of the Rif and the Rambam that Shechiyanu is not recited again uh, during the day. The Rama, on the other hand, no surprises over here, takes the opinion of Tosafot and the Rosh. omrim da'af Yom no'agin The Ashkenazim repeat Yanu. Explains Maginabran Avraham. Kar mitzvat kriyata that the Ikar Kriya is during the day, and therefore, although you said Shekhyanu at night, since this is an Ikar Chiyov, uh, is during the day, you have to recite Not only, according to the Maginaram, is the Ikar, the Nod explains that it's actually a different level of a Chiyov. A different level of a Chiyov. Why is that? Because according to the, uh, according to the Nara Bihuda, the original at the during the day, that was only that was only um, what was that? That was only Dibre Kabbalah. That was already from the prophets. Whereas during the night that was a rabbinic enactment. So the Dibre Kabbalah says the Narabi Huda is more has got a bigger it's almost mm-hmm. right. It. It's almost got the status of a Torah law, as opposed to as opposed to the um, the din the de rabbanan. And the other ones wants to make different ma- uh, nafkaminess. For example, can you stop the Megillah in the middle to go and say Kiddush Levanah? He wanted to suggest that during the night one could. He lay playing, okay, but that's that's all. Connected to this opinion of the Rama that says that you recite during the day because the day is the Yikar khiyo. the Mishnah Brura adds in one caveat. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, somebody has to hear Megillah four times. Comes second day to Jerusalem. Does he say Shechianu on the second day? Good Shaila, I think he does think it's a new hill. New heel. okay. square, okay. Good choice. Unfortunately, that's what's going to happen to me. <laughs> or oh, fortunately, <laughs> Getting lots of mitzvahs. the Hashem. Okay. to Manot Purim so two things that the uh, the, uh adds. Number one, have intention regarding all the other mitzvot. So at least, according to the Rambam and the Rif, you can cover that opinion as well by, by having other mitzvot involved as well. And third of all, we have to have the, the kavana of both the people that are hearing and the people that is reciting it, So he says we should uh, we should highlight that. Now the Gemara in Masechet Megillah adds a fourth bracha, and that fourth bracha is La'haria Ma'Im What is the bracha recited after the Megillah? Baruch Ata Hashem Men Ken Melacholam Aravet Yivleinu no-Kem Nokem Endigmatenu. Akol Baruch Baruchu hears, they are and basically judges. Our, our judgments for us and takes vengeance on our uh, on our enemies. Um, okay, and uh Baruch says Baruch Hashem brings us salvation uh, <coughs> and brings punishment to all of our enemies. Okay, so that is the bracha mentioned in the Gemara, and this is how the Shulchan Aruch paskens says the Shulchan Aruch, he didn't say the brachot. you still for, 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 for your obligation. Now, then the Ramah adds something that we haven't seen, not mentioned in the Gemara at least, the aim He says this bracha mentioned in the Gemara is only for public reading, not if a person is reading for a sick person in a hospital, etc. Where did that come from? explains Aruch HaShulchan. Katav Rabbeinu Arama, the bracha sheLacharei Anai Ela Betzibur. That this bracha should only be said if it was in a public reading. V'yesh lomaratam says Aruch Hashulchan. Where does this idea come from? The keivan they na shai chelam Megillah. This bracha isn't really about the Megillah per se. What is it? Ela biyikato da'am Yisum pirsum enisa. It is a bracha of thanksgiving. In order to publicize the miracle, Lonit Kana So, since it's a brocha, which in essence is a Pirsum Hanais, what what help does it mean? What help is it for me to recite a brocha if I'm doing a private reading? And because it's a private reading, so therefore, um, because it's a private reading, so therefore, Lonit Kana if that they bring this in the name of the Yerushalmi. says I didn't find it. And no rishon mentioned this. And he says the minag. Already from Babylon, was even if you're in in private you recite this. and therefore the Arukashulman says, "Listen, this idea of that you can only recite this in a Tzibur." He says some says the Makar is in the Yerushalmi, which I can't find. I don't see any Rishonim that have mentioned this. Other I've seen the opposite mentioned, and therefore he says that seems to be the halakha. However, the Biur says no, if they're not less than 10 people, you don't recite a <laughs> Let's read the Biur Ha'alacha. This all starts from the Orchot Chaim in the name of the Yerushalmi. But the Elia Rabbah says no, even individually one should. And the Bira grad, in Yerushalmi Gamken and Raya, and the the grad says there's no proof from Yerushalmi. The law kai ella Torah was only foreign to Birkata Torah. says the says the lacha Safek brachot not kadai to said without a minion of people. The It's not obligatory. And it's dependent on a minag as is brought down in the Gemara. Okay, maybe the minag wasn't to recite it as an individual. Okay, okay. because of sappik brachot lahakel, says the primagadim, one should not recite it, and that is how the bir Lacha paskins, again aruchas says one should. Okay, what about women? What about children? There's a gemara in Masechet Megillah. Before we read the gemara in Masechet Megillah, one would assume that women do not have to read or hear the Megillah for the simple reason that this is clearly a mitzvah Sesha's man grammar. This is a time-bound, time-caused mitzvah. Since it's a time-caused mitzvah, so women are not obligated. That's the Mishnah in Kiddushin. Nevertheless, says the gemara, Levi Nashim Chayavot Megillah." <laughs> Even so, women are still obligated in Mikra Megillah. Why is that? Why is this an exception to the rule? They were also part of the miracle. What does it mean that they were part of the miracle? So here we find a machloket between Rashi and between the Baal HaLachot Let's read the Torah. The Nashim Nami chavot Bekriata. Women are also obligated. Why? Explains Rashi. Shemotzimla well, Rashi over here. Sorry. The machlok between Rashi and Bahag is something different. Let's first explain the machlok between Rashi and Toswa. How do you understand Afen in Ayubot Rashi understands they were also part of the um, the miracle, meaning they were also saved. Tosvot brings an opinion that says, no, they caused the miracle to happen, meaning Queen Esther was the catalyst for, for creating the miracle. So whether it's because they caused it to happen or whether they were also being threatened, that's a machloka between Rashi and Tosfat. But now we find another machloka between Rashi and the Baal HaRachotolot. Rashi, women are obligated just as men and since women are obligated just as men they can read on behalf of a man however the Bahag writes although they are obligated in Mikra Megillah in hearing the Megillah they don't fulfill the obligation for men and here there's a famous Chakira Based on the understanding of the Hag, that for women the Chiyuv is to hear the Megillah, and for men the Chiyuv is to read the Megillah. And therefore, since the Chiyuv is different, so a woman cannot read it on behalf of a man according to the Baal halachot tolot. How do we pass? Whether you read it or whether you hear it, you fulfill your obligation and this is based on the principle that you hear everything that is being written, and this is based on another principle that we find that we have a concept called Shomea you shall. that a person who hears it as if he's answered that's the Gemara in Bavli, the Gemara Yushalmi says Shomea K'kore a person who hears it as if he has read it, and based on that, we a person who hears Priyat Megillah, he has it's as if he has read the Megillah. Okay. Now here comes a Kashya that we have to discuss. I'll just I'll just point it out. If the idea of Shomerko or kokore is as if I'm actually reading it. Now. Can a person read a Megillah from a non from a pastel um Megillah? No, I can't be by reading from a Pastel Megillah. So if I am have a Pasal Megillah in front of me, I've got a I've got a sefer. I've got a Tanakh with the printed Tanakh with the Megillah. Said I hear the Baal Kore. So when I hear the Baal Kore, fantastic. It's as if I'm reading. But what am I reading? It's as if I'm reading, but I'm reading in front fr- in front of me a Pasal uh, uh, Megillah. So how does that work? How does Shomer Kokore over here basically allow me to be Yotze when in front of me, okay, I didn't say a word. I heard someone reading it as if I'm reading, but in front of me is a, a Pasal Megillah, by the way. That could be one of the reasons for some Mahmirs to actually have a kosher Megillah in front of them. Okay? So, but what is what is everyone else relying on? Yes, Dr. Zuckerberg. Yeah. I'm not sure what a posthum Megillah is. I thought a posthum Megillah was something that really didn't exist. I and mean, if a word is missing from a Megillah that, that the reader is wishing on, would that make the whole Megillah possible? No. Up what's to the Megillah? 49% of the Megillah can be missing, 49%, but you mm-hmm. have to have 51% written on a cloth, like a Sefer Torah on a cloth with the, the ink, the Mishnayot in the beginning of the Sechet Megillah, what uh, what inks can be used and what can't be used but the specific halachot—it might be more mekal than than a regular sefer Torah—but there still are halachot in terms. Of it has to be written on a cloth with certain dars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It doesn't have to be every word. It has to the majority agreed. Agree, okay. But but a printed uh, book, according to everybody, doesn't fulfill any of those halachot. So now we come back to our question, okay. So according to the principle of shomea K'kore, which we learned in the Yerushalmi, it's as if I'm reading. Fine, but what am I reading from? I'm reading from a pasul Megillah. So how does that work? And this leads us to a famous machloket uh, between Rabbeinu Tam and Rashi, how to understand the nature of shomea Kore, or what's more commonly known as shomea K'one. Do I understand that, according to One is as if I'm actually doing all the, or let's say it's not necessarily between uh, Rashi and, and, and Tosval, I'll just say it out like this. Do we say that when I read and fulfill my obligation by hearing, not only do I fulfill the original obligation of reading, but all the secondary halachot that come with it. Meaning, I'm Yotzei Machio, not as if I read it, but it's as if I fulfilled my obligation. Or do I say no? What it means is I actually physically read it. But doesn't help because I'm reading from a pastel Megillah. So both, depending on which way I understand, Shome'a ne. Will be allow me to fulfil my obligation, even though I've got a pasul megillah. If I say, according to the first understanding, when we say Shomar korneh, it's not as if I physically s- uh, said the words, but it's actually a bigger Chidush. that it's as if I fulfil the obligation, whatever that obligation entails. So if it entails that I had to read it from a kosher megillah, it's as if I read it from a kosher megillah. Uh, as opposed to, as opposed to, if I say. That no, it's as if I just said the words or read the words, but that the, all the other conditions for the mitzah doesn't is not included in that. Where do we find this machloket? Birkat koanim the famous Beta Levi, went to a uh, community in Italy and he found that one coin would do Birkat koanim and all the other Kohenim would keep quiet. And he asked, "What's going on over here?" And they said, "No, Shomea ke." Oh, it's as if we said the bracha. He said, very nice. If you heard the one coin saying the bracha, it's as if all of you said it, but there's a second halacha of birkat kohanim. And the second halacha is that it has to be said, bakol ram, in a loud voice. And because it has to be said in a loud voice, therefore that second halacha you cannot fulfill. What's the machloket? Do I say the principle of Shomer Korne means no, I fulfill the obligation that needed to be fulfilled and all the secondary conditions, so according to that, the Kwanin that just heard the bracha, they fulfilled all the secondary obligations. According to the Beis HaLadini, no, you just fulfill the primary din of, it's as if you read it. According to that, you should have a kosher Megillah in front of you. The halacha is we paskin not like the Beis HaLevi, that we accept the opinion that we can be Yotzei, even though we have a Puzzle Megillah in front of us. Okay, let's read the Shochem HaLamuch. Whether you read it or you hear it from the reader, Yotzei Yedei you fulfill your obligation. Who sheyishma chayav but you have to hear from someone who is obligated to read. If the person reading was not suitable, he was a mana or he was uh, he, he, he didn't have the uh, intellectual faculties to be able to to that we define him as a bar chiuba ashome eh? layata, you haven't fulfilled the obligation. And some say, this is the shit of the Bahag, that women do not fulfill the obligation for men. Again, why? Because women might only be obligated to hear the Megillah and not read the Megillah. That is the Mishnah And it's not comparable the, to the candle lighting of Hanukkah. The Megillah, Kriyat because Kriyat HaMegillah is not just women are also obligated in Ner but there's a difference. Here, it's considered reading, similar to reading the Torah. And therefore, women are possible from that. And therefore, even though there's no din of Tzibur, she can't even be motzi in front of a man, one man. Or second reason, woman might not be obligated to read. Only to hear. So if she's not obligated to read, that's like a manner. man. A man cannot read on my behalf. Since he's not obligated, I can't be yotse If she's not obligated to read, only to listen, then I cannot be yotze. Okay. However, she can be and her friend, why? Because she has the same level. reason why many places they uh, have women reading for other women. Um, what happens if a woman reads for herself, for other women? What should she make? To hear the Megillah. So we see from Yad Rama rules similar to the Bahaq, and he gives a reason for it. The reason why we're like the Bahag is because women are obligated in shmia and not kriya in listening to the Megillah and not reading of the Megillah, and therefore Lifwarah she wouldn't be able to be motzi a man uh, because they got a different feel There's a pninei Rav there's a big machloket between Rashi and the Baha'i. Again, according to the Rashi, she can, but according to the Bahag, she can't. Only in a real time of need. The man cannot hear from anyone else. He's in jail, whatever it is. And he and can't read it for himself. He needs a, and the only person that can read it for him is a woman. So better than that she should read it because at least there'll be according to Rashi and the Rishonim that hold of that. There's also the opinion of the Alkutz Yosef. They cannot fulfill the obligation for men. Although it says that Yalkut Yosef, the car is like Rashi, unless it's the Shatat We don't have to be concerned about the Easter of Kolbisha Irva. Matkan of the Milta says, according to the Chelkat Yaakov, Rav B'raish, Midrash. This is a Pilei play, play. He says, based on the said woman, don't have to, you know, hear it. He says they don't have to go to the bait midrash. Why? Who wrote what? he says, I don't know how they you'd say there cuz they can't hear it but the high adam all gets mitzvah min ha'ochar lelech levet knesset hu yishtov anam lishmoa megila b'rohab festival i think the um i think the shuls today are very different to the shuls 200 years ago uh if anyone's gone to the shul of the maral of prague <coughs> um the Ezra nashim which, by the way, I think was added after the Prague time, after the Maral time. But it was a, it literally is a wall about two feet thick with like a little window. And if a woman peeps through the window, they get like a, they can literally see like half a meter into the Ezra Tavarin. So you can understand what Rabbi Ishii is saying that I don't understand how women can be Yotze being in the Ezra Nation, because how are they going to hear? If you go to the shul of the Maral Frog, you can ex- you can understand that Taina one hundred percent. Rather, she should read it at home because how are you going to listen? However, in most of our shuls today, you know, uh, they are built; uh, the architecture has changed, and uh, women can hear fairly well. And they can be yotzei uh, if there's a good chazan and it's loud. There shouldn't be a problem, and therefore it seems that the minag, or it is best, that women do come to shul. There's a din of Reciting at Barov Am. Okay. What about women's minyanim? These uh, public gatherings of women to recite the Megillah on behalf of other women says the Pninay Halacha. As we've seen, a woman can be motzi other women. Their obligation. However, some say she shai nashim rabot. No. A woman cannot fulfill the obligation on behalf of many women. Why? But once it's for many women, then it takes on the status of similar to Kriyata Torah. So just as women don't recite for Torah reading, they can't recite for this ve yishrim and some say she kasha creates a set of all the men en mubarachim aleh sunday was done for many women you don't make a brocha that's ben yishai ulam hayikar kedar ro program shela puskin the opinion the halachic opinion goes the primary opinion is with the majority who says what chi chay yohalot si nsim aherot pekhiya one woman can be most other woman and the nusach should be like the nusach for the gvarim, meaning al, al mikra megillah. Obnam lechatchila. So it's interesting. He says oh, yeah, not like the rabbi. He says it should be al mikra megillah. However, lechatchila, he then adds, although it's mutar, it's preferable adif lenasim yishmuot kriyat megillah migeber from a man. Why? First of all, because he sees that there is, he brings that there is a machloket, and va'tov biyater she'kom mishe yeholat tishmaeta megila be'beita kneset imagmarim. She says better than he says better than that is that woman should come to the bed kneset why and do it all together sheberov am hanes mitparsem yater because part of the merik part of the din are intrinsic to. Megillah and the whole of Purim is and so you want to do it Barav You want to do it in the most uh, 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 um, public manner, and therefore to have all these small uh and split uh, splinter minyanim is less preferable. Okay, says the Shulchan Aruch: Minag tov k'tanim uktanot lishmoa mikra The minag it's a good minag to bring your little children to hear mikra megillah. Says mishnah brura. ba malatena rabim na'fachu. Mishnah brura says no, 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 no. Today in our generation, the opposite is true. Shelevadchei namshomim elahim ba'al daleim. Not only did they not listen, they caused a big tumult in the. Uh, cause a big tumult, um, and based on that it uh, it's, uh, causes a problem, and therefore basically, he's against it. Many of the Aharonim say, no, the Minag of Klai Yisrael is to bring the children, we want to we want to also uh, commemorate, but part of, it's like part of the victory is that we have children, is that I'm Yisrael's Chayvah um, and therefore, we should just try and keep them uh, as much as possible, uh, under, uh, you know, that they don't disturb. Obviously, if it's they can't understand anything, it's just gonna make a big noise. Maybe, maybe that's uh room not to, to bring them. Okay, now wait, we're running out of time, we have 10 minutes. of just thinking. Um, okay, I'll just say this outside that basically, we in that uh, if you if you miss. A few words, right? Uh, is it a problem? So the answer is even if you miss one word, it's going to be a problem. And that's how the Mishnah, uh, Bruno uh, Lee uh, Kuba, one word, you haven't fulfilled the obligations. So you have to listen to each word, right? But you can recite, as we saw, as long as the majority of the Megillah was heard from a person who is reading it from a kosher clap, you can catch up by reciting a few of the um, even not from a kosher ptukim, from a, a, a megillah, because we said majority of the, of it can be read, as long as the majority is read from a kosher megillah, even if 49% isn't, it's still good to go. Okay. Let's move on to the second uh, mithra. I think we'll probably only have time for this, and that is the Purim Suhuda. Amarava! So that Purim shall be a If a person had the suode at night on Purim Nat on the fourteenth, you haven't fulfilled the obligation. My time, The 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 the, 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 the describe it as the days of joy and festivity. And this is a p'taka l'shulchan aruch. Mitzvah l'abbasu dat Purim u'sdat Khat yotzim. You only have to have one suode. And so that put him a laila. But if you did it during the night, you haven't fulfilled the obligation. You have to do it during the day. Says the Rama. Mikoma combalaila ismach uh, yismach bek sats besuda. Also at night, you should be happy and increase a bit of your soda. Says the Ramba. Kitsad chovatsud. What is the khovah of Al-Soda? Yeah, that basically you should have a meat meal and you should have a fancy meal according to your your abilities and drink wine. Now, when it comes to drinking wine, we know that there's a famous criteria of drinking. The simple pshat of that Mish Gemara is, person is obligated to live a sumay, to drink, the Puraya, on Purim, until he does not know the difference between cursing Haman and blessing Mordechai. And that's how the Shulchan Arachlicha, the Paskans, the a Arachlicha, the Puraya, the Puraya, the Puraya, the Baruch Mordechai. Sounds very, the Shulchan basically takes this Gemara literally, and doesn't give a different explanation to it. However, the Ramah, Paschans like other Ishonim. No, it doesn't mean that you should get drunk. He should drink more than usual and then go to sleep. And through sleeping, when you're sleeping, you don't know the difference between cursing Haman and blessing Mordecai. Yeah. Even in the times of the Ramah, it seems that there were people that got drunk and there were people that didn't get drunk. Says the Ramah, whether you drink a little, whether you drink a lot, or we all that, The car is that you have to do it l'shem And, uh, okay, now when should we do the Purim Soda? should be done at the end of the mincha. And then you have a marriage after the night. You should daven mincha early. Why? Uh, because there you have to have the majority of the meal during the day. So if you daven a plaque, it's typical. But if you daven a uh, mincha early on, has to be during the day not like what they do they start it just before and then the majority of the surah goes on to the next day, says Ramah that's that's not correct even though in many many Hasidic circles that is more the minna. but according to the classic din of the Ramah that should not be done uh, that way. Okay, we have two other mitzvot. We're not going to have time to get there. The one is mishlach manot. Remember to give to two separate people. It's a machloket whether you have to give uh, um, dafka food according to the Shumat tradition. The idea is that they'll have what to eat for the Surah, Or according to the manot levi, even something that is going to cause friendship is also acceptable. So if you gave them a nice uh, um, tablecloth, that could fulfill. We are machmir, we say it has to be a food, and then there are all types of khumras It should be two separate foods with two separate uh, brachas, etc. The ikar is that it should be um, and another khumra is that it should be something that they can use for the se'udah, and also another khumra is that it should be according to the um according to the person's uh wealth meaning and you know you should give a hash it should be a khashubah. if you're giving to a hash of a person you should give him a hash of a, a lot. this is all humras um discussed in the gemara whether whether it's a chumra, whether it's mekaratim and uh, we won't have time to go into all the intricacies of that halacha okay and then matanot you should give two separate. Um, sorry, to give two uh, two separate foods to one one person. Matanot you have to give to two separate poor people. We, according to the one most medical opinion, even the shavuot puta, the machmir opinion is that it should be the equivalent of a meal. The equivalent of a meal is basically pretty much a falafel and a, and, a, and a cola, which is something like 25 shekels or 30 shekels. Right? Maybe it's a bit more today. I don't know where you can find the falafel and the thing, but probably 30 shekels, you'd say, um, and that, that would be okay. Anyway, wishing all of you Purim Sameach, Chodesh uh, Tov Mishenich should and have Besimta, Bezrat Hashem, Amen. Amen. Okay. I think it's going to be Purim next week. So we'll skip yeah. next week. One, okay. one, very, one very quick Shah. Yes. Uh, having fulfilled all the mitzvahs of Purim on Purim itself in the Tanya, at what point can I arrive in Roshalaim and not be obligated? If you're going to sleep in your you're obligated. If you, there, if you don't sleep there, it's fine. If you don't sleep there, it's fine. But if you sleep there, you're in trouble. Okay, let's that. You can break your journey or I'm up a bit shimish, if you like, Izzy. <laughs> it's okay. I hope, you, I hope you don't get too much yeah. grief from the, from the neighbours, Rabbi. <laughs> Sorry? hope you don't get too much grief from the neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. God Koltouf, God. 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 God.